Welcome to today's episode of Ownership Matters, a podcast for homeowners in resident-owned communities, brought to you by Rock USA. I'm Paul Bradley. And I'm Mike Bullard. We have a very special guest joining us today, Roberta McDonald, the Senior Vice President of Brand Strategy at Cabot Creamery. Yes, indeed, Mike. Our East Coast listeners are likely to be very familiar with Cabot. But for those of us joining us on the West Coast, Cabot is a farmer-owned dairy cooperative, quite famous for their sharp cheddar cheese. Part of our goal here on Ownership Matters is to introduce Rock members to other types of co-ops. And there really are many types of co-ops out there, housing co-ops like resident-owned communities, but also food co-ops, worker co-ops, and farmer co-ops like Cabot Cheese. And we're going to dive right into that with Roberta in this episode. Roberta McDonald is the Senior Vice President of Brand Strategy at Cabot, a cooperative of farm families that has been around since 1919. Roberta is nearing 40 years of consumer product marketing experience, the last 28 of which she has spent as Senior Vice President of Marketing for Cabot Creamery Cooperative. She's helped turn the small, farm-family-owned dairy cooperative into a national player through creative, award-winning, and occasionally over-the-top campaigns. Roberta previously served as Vermont's first marketing director, a position created for her by Governor Cunin in 1984. She has been recognized with many awards for design, promotions, and high-impact public relations programs, including the highest individual award by B Corps. Before moving to Vermont, Roberta provided marketing consulting and or staff services for the San Francisco Opera, National Endowment for the Arts, Ford Foundation, American Express, Information Industry Association, NYU, CBS, and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Roberta is a longtime champion of the co-op movement and speaks frequently on how Cabot rewards volunteers for an indelible brand connection with its farmers' values. In her free time, she volunteers for hospice services in Burlington, Vermont. Roberta, thank you so much for joining us today on Ownership Matters. Let's jump right in. When you say co-op, our listeners think first of rocks, of course. The general public maybe thinks, you know, big city apartment buildings, but there are so many kinds of co-ops out there, including some very well-known brand names that folks might not know are co-ops. Give us the co-op landscape, would you? To my reckoning, Mike, there are 16 different industry groups that are co-ops. And I try to develop icons for all of them one month co-op month with national cooperative business association so let me let me try to riff this for you without getting too boring let's just start here's cabot where i'm from so that's a producer-owned co-op and it's also a consumer brand and most people don't realize that's the same for welch's let land lakes they're starting to promote their co-opness, but there's electric co-op, power co-ops, telecommunication co-ops. We certainly know credit unions, which are my favorite kind of cooperative. And I would say in Vermont, when I did the homework, which is my home state, 75% of the population in Vermont was a member of a co-op and didn't even know it. So because that the credit union was the only place that would be in one some obscure Vermont lo- location. And that's that's often the the real honor of cooperatives. I think in the 50s when they were forced down people's throats to some degree, like it was the only way they were going to get power in Tennessee, for instance, was electric co-ops. There may have been built up some resentment, but subsequently people realize 
oh my gosh, I own the company. I get to say if we invest in broadband or not. Power in the ownership is absolutely fundamental to your title's point. My favorite cheese, Cabot cheese and Cabot creamier is a co-op. And uh, I'm really curious, Roberta, can you take us back to the, to the foundation here? When did it start and how did it start? And why did it start? Cabot Creamery started technically in 1919. Now, in the truth of that, though, the brand itself is only the mid-80s. In fact, Cabot as a co-op existed to help 100-odd farmers around Cabot, Vermont, consolidate their cream and butter, and they paid $5 a head, and they bought wood together. They survived together in this very rural part of Vermont. But then they took advantage of the schooners and they floated with the granite that was going down the Erie Canal and the Hudson into New York. So the whole notion of collaborating for sales started first with butter, but without a brand, it was just blocks of butter going to New York or by horse to Boston. Anyway, the brand started in 1984 but the mythology, really, I credit it back to 1919, which is what we say when we were founded. And it's a, an honor to know that your work has purpose. And I think that's how most people who work with cooperatives feel. And really, absolutely, I have to understand that you know there's a value to life and there's a purpose to what you're doing. And working to keep farmers farming has been my absolute honor and why I'm so crazy about working for Cabot having dismounted my pumps from New York City and San Francisco. So you got to realize I abandoned to this remote part of the country. Well, I can really see how farmers benefit immensely by not just producing, but then actually manufacturing and distributing and participating in that distribution chain. I'm curious, as an employee of Cabot, do employees at Cabot notice a difference working for a co-op? What's the employee experience? No, Paul, that's a really good question. Uh, having just worked on the line yesterday, I'm not kidding you. I, We are so strapped for help right now that with COVID just prevents so many things. And the way you want to protect people and work in cohorts means that you, you, can't, you can't have people moving around within the plant. But the, the employees are there from every part of the company working on the line. I think that says everything about the commitment. And to understand that the the farmers who are unbelievably expressive in their gratitude, they they we have health insurance, a pension, 401k matching, and they don't even have that. They're giving us better benefits than we could get anywhere else, probably in most manufacturing in the country anymore. But we give them the 25th check of profitability. So it's it's real true symbiosis of the highest order. That's terrific. I feel like the Cabot brand has expanded a lot in the last few years geographically. Where, where can people buy, or maybe it's easier to say, where can't people buy Cabot anymore? Well, that, you know, that's interesting. I think we're predominantly a Northeast brand. I can remember uh, the buyer for Publix. Uh, we, we staged truck sales in his parking lot to get him to take us in, where we, we cut up big blocks of cheese and we sold off the back of the truck. Oh, perfectly illegal. But we did it to make a point to the, to the buyer who, who actually didn't think there were any 
God knows he was a local boy. He didn't realize how many New Englanders snowbirded down there. So, so certainly the Southeast is a huge market for us as well through snowbirds. The middle of the coast, sort of, and very, we're very, we've got great share in Baltimore, Washington. And, and again, it's that corridor because people in those areas also understand Vermont. You get to Texas, and if it weren't for Walmart, we wouldn't be in Texas, for example, and HEB and anywhere Costco is. But some of these big, big retailers have taken a liking to us and have put us in places we could not have afforded to go on our own. So it's it's thank you to their systems that we are able to be a national brand. Well, I'm curious, you t- um, both in terms of Vermont and your national small end brand, what do you think or what do you know from your consumers is the fact that Cabot is made in Vermont or that it's a part of a cooperative that is more motivating to a consumer in, I don't know, Jacksonville? The reason we're so rock solid, I think, in the Northeast is because people relate to their food. So I think the fact that the farmers own the company is something we've been able to afford to tell people because the more you get outside, Cabot kind of follows. And we make a very sharp cheddar. And I got to tell you, you know, California practically spits it out because their co-op on the West Coast is Tillamook and they make the best medium grade cheddar and they don't age it for months and months and months. They barely do. So the sharpness of our cheese as a palate preference across the United States diminishes as you go West. But we have grown because of co-ops. They've helped us and we've helped them. Talking about cooperative food stores? No, I'm talking about all co-ops. In fact, before Touchstone Energy existed with the electric co-ops, which was a common marketing umbrella, I went in North Carolina and Tennessee and spoke to the co-ops in those states. And they let us put coupons in there when they still did mail. They let us do uh, mention Cabot when they did any online programs. So we, that didn't, cost an arm and a leg. So we used other co-op memberships to introduce our members to Cabot, as opposed to pretending we were craft cheese and and trying to save money for advertising. But we would not exist without co-ops, other co-ops helping us. And it's why we do it with other co-ops. You know, we support them. When we did a community tour down the East Coast with we did up the East Coast, I should say, for the International Year of the Co-op. We started in Florida and took the, the bike path all the way to Portland, Maine, just to illustrate our raison d'etre, if you will. When we got to North Carolina, we staged an event in Raleigh that involved 26 co-ops that had never all met each other. So it was the first Spanish-speaking credit union. There was self-help. It was just a mind blow of looking around going, holy moly, this is a huge community. So we've just come through a really tough 12 months. Uh, you mentioned- We're not through it yet, Mike. It's true. <laughs> but you, so you mentioned, you know, rolling up your sleeves and jumping on the line. How, how else has the pandemic affected uh, Cabot's members and employees? We had care teams in front of our plants, and we kept COVID out of our plants until just November, the first time it crept in. But I don't know that COVID did much more than take away all the pomp and circumstance of shopping. People went to what they knew. They weren't 
they weren't looking for what was on special. They were, they weren't trying that many new things. They, they went for the basics and we fortunately were a basic, uh, our share, our, our growth nationally was 15%. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't mean that any, I think most of it is because we were there with our trucks. We were ready. We, we had product on shelves. There was a lot of out of stock. Well, that's great, great for you guys. That Well, it's great for the farmers who really deserve it. But remember, in our world, it is not like a typical business. We're lucky. We are actually lucky if we can make 1% profit or 10% of 1%. There's so much that goes into the cost of goods sold. We haven't changed in 30 years what below-the-line costs are as a percentage of the total sales in 30 years. Okay, so that's that's monumental. So that's transportation, administration, information technology, all your your capital expenses. So we are as parsimonious with the farmers' bucks as one could ever hope for. And I think that ethic permeates co-ops. It's not just a community engagement, principle six or seven, P six, I think. It's about business with a purpose, which is Another wonderful thing about Vermont, we were the first dairy co-op in the globe to be a, become a B Corporation, which simply certifies, and I mean third rigorous certification, that all our stakeholders, the community, the consumers, and our employees are all represented in our considerations and how we do business. So the ethos of the co-ops is now has a certification platform with the B Corps, which, so I love being both. And I think it means a lot. And I think it's very telling now that there are 38 of them in Vermont, including Ben and Jerry's, King Arthur Flower, seventh generation. Now, both of those seventh gen and Ben and Jerry's Unilever companies. So the big guys are recognizing that business with a purpose, it's not just a co-op standard, but I think we are the standard bearers for this evolution of business. And, and I think COVID has really forced people to think about what do they spend their money on? How do they spend their time? And how are they giving back to their community? Because everybody had to in some way or another, whether it was making dinner or something. Do you, uh, among your customers, and obviously you're in the marketing side of the work, are you picking up on this young generation's interest in rethinking about how the economy works? And uh, are you are you seeing some greater interest in in Cabot or more broadly in co-ops? I think you're hitting something very important that if we this time co-ops don't take advantage of your observation, then shame on us. Shame on us for not communicating better and more effectively, which if we would all just talk to our local communities, that ripple would go out. And and that's the simplest thing I can say, even about Black Lives Matter, <laughs> anything. If you just look down and do it right in your backyard, it will all bubble up. And yes, I know for a fact, more millennials have come to our website. More millennials have bought our cheese. I think to a large degree, that's a significant part of our increase because COVID has at least said what is precious, right? So let your dollars sort of be your voting power as B Corps represents, yes. but it's, it's extremely important with co-ops. 
Roberta, can we look at co-ops more broadly? Are there some other large co-ops that our listeners might not know are actually co-ops? Do you know uh, Blue Diamond Almonds? No, no. I didn't know. And I, I think Welch's is now saying farmer-owned since you know, they're doing our same line. Florida Natural, you wouldn't know it, but it's a co-op. And they were probably one of the first to represent the farmer reaching through the with the orange into the dairy case. But you had to be a TV watcher to get that. I don't think people realize nation is it nationwide insurance? Yes. And I th- that doesn't advertise as a co-op, and yet it talks about community. Purchasing co-ops are are more subtle. So Ace Hardware, True Value. Who are the hardware stores in your community? Who are the bike stores that are able to buy off of that can compete with the box stores are the ones who are part of a purchasing co-op. So the the real engine of cooperation and cooperative structure is invisible in my through purchasing co-ops. So you may not know it, but you ought to find out if it's not on the door, shame on that store. <laughs> It's what I said. That's a nice ring to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, family ownership is one thing and hoorah. But imagine when it's families in your neighborhood that are being sustained because of your purchases. That reciprocity, that symbiosis is fundamental to the benefit of co-ops. This is a way, this is a way of doing business that supports all, doesn't take advantage of some. So Roberta Cabot has help take the lead uh, in spotlighting volunteers who are serving their co-ops. Can you tell us a little bit about that special recognition program? We honor our farmers' values in every definition of our brand. And they certainly, in every community where they farm, are volunteers of one sort or another. And we have found, through our own volunteering Anyone that's been a parent volunteered at the school, we're not talking a special assignment per se. But farmers, whether they're the coach or the bus driver or the councilman, to honor their values, we must honor the volunteers in communities where we sell, just as they do in the communities where they farm. And our Department of Gratitude, aptly called, honors volunteers. But there's an angle. I'm not just doing it because it's nice. The people who volunteer give a damn. I mean, and fundamentally, that's what we're trying to touch on. It's people who are helping other people, to me, are the, are the walking saints. And if we can get them to try our cheese, which we do, we show up and feed them when they're working for Habitat. We mail them cheese on the front lines without any big hoorah throughout the pandemic. We gave them bath fizz, one of our farmers made, in egg cartons. So they could relax after there was a wave of break in February. But that honoring of the people and the volunteers is fundamental to who we are. And it has been our our single largest brand spend. And it is fundamental to co-op principles, honoring the communities in which you serve, right? So we're doing it. Well, I can tell you a very happy recipient uh, in one of the residential communities we work with was on the phone with me last week and enjoying some Cabot sharp cheddar as a result of your volunteer recognition program. Did they use the app, the Reward Volunteers app? 
I don't know if they use the app or how they've how they exactly executed on the rewards program, but delighted with the cheese. I can tell you that. Roberta, can you quickly tell our listeners how they can get involved in that? As you volunteer, you log your time on our Reward Volunteers app, and you then become eligible for cash prizes for your organization or for any number of prizes from um, other co-ops, B Corps, and farmers. And if I had my druthers, we would be we would be tracking volunteer time as the true underground economy of this country. And we owe it to our communities to be volunteers. Well, volunteerism is at the heart of resident-owned communities, and we really appreciate Cabot Cheese for recognizing the co-op leaders that are participating in the program, and I know many more will after this. Thank you, Roberta. Wow, Mike, that was great. Fantastic to have Roberta on Ownership Matters today. Great catching up with her and hearing her thoughts about the cooperative landscape, huh? Absolutely. I really hope our listeners got as much out of our conversation today as we did, Paul. Roberta's words were really a good reminder to support co-ops in your neighborhood whenever you have the opportunity. Yes. And for Rock members, hey, want to remind you what Roberta had to say about the Cabot Department of Gratitude. Check out the show notes below. And Roberta mentioned it's a program where Cabot rewards volunteers for hours served. And volunteering for your resident-owned community counts. That's whether you're a board member or you serve a committee, your hours can count toward rewards, thanks to Cabot. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Ownership Matters wherever you get your podcasts. And grab yourself some seriously sharp cheddar. See you soon for another great episode. Bye.